Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. I'm K. Trevor Wilson from TV's Letterkenny, and you're listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! It's Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 127 for Wednesday, October 16th, 2019. How's it going, onesies? How's your week going? Huh? Is it good? Is it bad? Well, it's about to get better because I'm going to chat in your ear for the next, well, who knows how long. If you break it up into different parts or all at once, it'll be different times. (laughs) What a stupid thing to say. I'm going to tell you guys about the, uh, you know, what's going on with the whole Thunder Bay thing. Give you a little update on that. I've had all sorts of people messaging me, uh, regarding it, which I really appreciate. All sorts of different offers. I'll tell you more about that in a bit. I did a show in Montreal. I did a show in Renfrew. I did a lot of BA stuff for, uh, different companies this weekend. I got to hang out with some friends, had some Thanksgiving dinners, plural, and, uh, and then back at more shit. Even today, I'm recording this Tuesday night as always. So happy Thanksgiving to you guys. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend and you got to enjoy some time with family, friends, whatever it is, however you do it. So let's dive right into it. So gang, last week I had told you that I did some shows in Thunder Bay and I was getting radio silence, a little concerned. So, um, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you what, it happened right while I was on my way to Montreal. So, um, I don't want to get too much, uh, get too much into it. Cause I mean, I'm not trying to paint anybody with a negative brush. Shit happens in business sometimes, but, uh, anyways, uh, so I'll tell you the story. All right. Wednesday still heard nothing. Right. I'd sent uh, you know, a couple days, not hearing anything, as I mentioned, um, not trying to paint anyone with a negative brush, but it's kind of freaky, you know, communication. And as soon as when it's time to come pay, you don't hear anything. So a little, little tight. And I, I want to thank all the ones who reached out to me, offering me many different things in terms of writing letters that, you know, legal letters to, uh, Hey, I know a guy there who, uh, who, when he shows up, your knees work. And then when he leaves, they don't. So <laughs> all sorts of different offers. That was not exactly the wording. That was me trying to be coy about it, but, uh, <laughs> it's all sorts of different options there. Um, I appreciate the multitude of levels of resolution that my onesies and listeners have. Thank you very much guys for your offers. Um, so what happened was Wednesday, I still hadn't heard anything. I sent the message and I actually got a response, um, which was great. Um, I was starting to, my, my levels of courtesy and kindness were, were decreasing every day. Um, I wasn't sending message after message, just one at noon. Let's wait and hear back. So, um, Wednesday night, I'm on my way to a show in Montreal, with my good buddy, uh, Mike LeBlanc, Mikey's a comic friend of mine. We work together to all sorts of stuff. He came with me to New York. I went with him to LA, all sorts of fun stuff. And, uh, you know, so we're on our way there and I, at this point I spoke to the guy and the guy, you know, told me some stuff, you know, uh, whether it's believable or not, that's not, that's not my place to say. All I know is he had mentioned that I'd get, uh, I'd receive my, my money in the evening. So, um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was reluctant to believe it. Right. You know, 
put it put it in the account. That's when I that's when I can believe it. I was concerned, but I was told that I would get uh, would get my pay in the evening, and uh, at a particular time. And of course, that time came and went, and it hadn't quite happened yet. And uh, while I was driving to Montreal with Mike, I received a phone call from uh, another comic. Uh, we were doing a show the following day in Renfrew. And as we were speaking, uh, he was just chatting with me, what's new? And I kind of told him, hey, well, I'm in a bit of a stressful situation. I'm waiting to get paid from blah, blah, blah. And uh, and he goes, oh, shit, I did that club in June, and I'm still waiting to get paid. And my fucking heart sank, because I'm like, oh, fuck. So I was, I, I mean, I was already pretty sure I wasn't getting it. And then my heart completely sank. And at that point I was like, oh dude, why did you tell me that? You know, I was, I was keeping the faintest bit of hope alive, you know, like a parent whose kid's been missing for three years, you know, uh, you know, it's kind of dark to say, sorry, but just that, that, that level of hope where you're like, it hasn't been confirmed. We haven't found a body. So hopefully, you know, it's, you know, it's still there, but so yeah, that, that, that I'll tell you that, that faith was completely snuffed out by the other comic telling me and he wasn't trying to hurt me. He was just, you know, telling me what was up. So I was just like, oh, and I'm driving there with Mikey and, 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 you know, Mike and I always have a good time. We shoot the shit. We have a good time chatting and hanging out. And I just, every now and again, I'd be like, oh, fuck. Why did you tell me that? Why did you tell me that Daryl? Mikey didn't, Mikey didn't know, but, uh, but you know, I told him the, the, the back and forth and, and Mike was pretty much on the same page as me. We're kind of like, this isn't going to happen. Um, but then sure enough, so like, you know, for an hour, I'm just like, gosh, I can't believe, why did you tell me? Why did you tell me that? You know, I'm just, just heart sank. And then, uh, and then, then sure enough, I'm checking my emails periodically just to see, you know, and this is a couple hours after, you know, the, uh, the anticipated time. And then lo and behold, boom, e-transfer right there in the account, full amount of everything. I'm like, uh, uh, and I'm trying to click on it. And I'm having all these like connection issues and my phone spitting me out of my banking app. And I'm like, just, just fucking let me put it in. So, uh, long story short, I received my pay and everything as well. The guy paid me when he said he was going to pay me, you know, a little bit late, but I mean, all in all, I am uh, particularly pleased in the day I got paid a few days late, which, you know, shit happens. I'm not trying to say everything's on the super up and up, but, uh, I, I received my money and then, so I went from, why did you tell me? Why did you tell me periodically every now and again? I mean, I didn't dwell. It would just be something just coming to my mouth. That's just, a, why did you tell me? Why did you tell me that? You know, to, uh, over the course of the evening going, can't believe I got paid. I can't, I can't believe I fucking got paid. <laughs> so that was the evolution of my Wednesday evening internally. But Mikey and I got to Montreal, went to, uh, a place called, uh, I think Bishop and, and bag was the name of the pub, pub Bishop and bag. Something like that. I put on a comedy show once in a while, put my buddy Leonard Yell. Uh, got Mikey on the show to do a spot. And uh, it was a nice little room, but uh, the audience was all fucked up. Some chick there, it was so funny, some chick with long black hair pulled back into a ponytail, and like a, a high ponytail, not a low ponytail. You know, the one that kind of sticks up off the back of the head or whatever. I don't know if there's a difference. I think that one time I saw a meme with the different sizes of ponytails. Like if it's coming straight out of the middle of the back of your head, if it's up at the top, or if it's like down low at the bottom, it's like different levels of class. But, uh, but this bitch had had a, this bitch, whatever I said it. Um, she was talking through the show. All right. I, I, she upset me because there's a show going on here and her and her friends are the only people yakking loud at the table. Now, in all fairness, the pub's fault is that they kind of didn't tell people when they came in, like, Hey, just a heads up. We have a comedy show starting at a particular time. So, you know, they pulled surprise comedy and the people who were not there to see the show just thought, I'll just talk through the whole show. Who gives a fuck? So she's chatting all the time. She's got this long black ponytail. She's there in the middle of cold weather 
with uh, uh, like a, I don't really quite know how to go. It's a, it's a white tank top, uh, like a white tank top belly top. And then like track pants, like Lulu pants or whatever. And it was, I can't remember if they, I think we're pretty sure they're track pants. She looked like fucking sporty spice. All right. And that kind of kills the joke that I'm going to tell you guys, but I'm like, but the show went well, it was difficult. The whole room, it's rough. All right. A lot of comics in that show that I like, but every time a new comic got on, more people would leave the room. So by the time I got up there, it was pretty fucking rough. Lucky for Mikey, Mike did very well, but lucky for him, he was on second. So we actually got an audience to perform for. So by the time I got up there, the only people, a few, few spectators, and then these, these chicks, and basically the, the less people that were in the room, the more their echoey, talky chattiness is bouncing off the room and, and, and disruptive. So I finally get up there and I'm like, yo, Sporty Spice, why don't you and your friends shut the fuck up? I got a big laugh out of it, but... Uh, didn't really do much. They kind of just sat there and they spoke French too. So they weren't really listening to me. Um, and I was like, I hope they get me. I was, I was by like, I'm not trying to ruin anyone's night and make them feel bad, but for fuck's sakes, get, get the fuck out of here. Go to a, go to a table in the back. You want to chat full volume, ruin a show. Anyways, whatever. It was a good show. I had a good time. I was fucking around the, the owners and, and organizers seemed to be happy with it afterwards. But yeah, honestly, the, the night was more me stressing about the money and then being amazed. I got the money. And then Mikey and I had a, a quick bite, uh, earlier. I can't remember. I did something Wednesday that prevented me from having food. I can't remember what the fuck it was. I don't know if I was just getting ready for it. I ran some errands, whatever. None of that shit's interesting. I'm trying to remember. Like it's, it's funny now, now that I don't do notes for every day and bore the shit out of you guys with my step-by-step <laughs> and then in the morning I did this and then, and then, I don't do that shit anymore. I'm like, here's the things that are worth talking about. So Mikey and I grabbed a, a quick little bite beforehand. And then we, uh, after the show, we went to Schwartz's cause you don't go to Montreal and not eat the best meat on the planet. So Mikey and I each got a sandwich afterwards and, uh, and we head home, shot the shit, do what we normally do, and uh, that'd be that. Uh, did a show in Renfrew on Thursday. Uh, I've done this show before. Uh, great uh, great people at Finnegan's Roadhouse. They got a new club downstairs. They always had a downstairs area, but they did a big renovation. It looks fucking gorgeous down there, and it's called uh, it's called Club 180. The slurps are back, baby. Yeah, club called uh, Club 180. And the whole idea is that they did a big turnaround. So they used to have, they used to be kind of the place where people would come, get drunk, maybe start a fight or argue or just be animals. The whole idea is that they have security now. They're not dealing with that shit. Club is taking, uh, the, the, the bar has done a 180 on that regard. Boom. Club 180. Wonderful name. So we're going to do this show. And um, I guess there was a lot less people than anticipated. This was the Thursday night. So right before a long weekend in the sense of not only Thanksgiving, but apparently Friday was a PD day for a lot of parents. So, um, in that particular community, people tend to, um, I guess go camping a lot was what one person was telling me. It's actually, I had a conversation with the same couple. So I, I met a couple before the show. I'm chatting with them a little bit before the show starts. Um, the show was light, unfortunate, but it was light. Um, I would say maybe 40 people in attendance, uh, in a room that holds like close to 200. So it was a little disappointing for, uh, for us and more particularly the owner who's a great dude. His place is great. Put the last time we did that show, the room was fucking packed. That was before they did the renovation. So I think it just fell at a wrong time. Uh, you know, wrong night of the week, right before a long weekend, the people who were in town got the fuck out of Dodge. So, uh, we did the show. The show was fantastic. Myself, uh, good buddy, Rory Gardner. Um, who's been, who's been just killing it coming up in comedy, very accomplished, um, uh, country music musician. As a matter of fact, uh, Rory was going to, was going to do openers for me the weekend that I'm recording my album in January, but Rory is actually, uh, down in Los Angeles performing at the Grammys, uh, some shows and stuff that they have outside the Grammys, uh, you know, leading up to the festival and stuff. So dude's fucking amazing. 
Um, so he I got him on the show. He, uh, he did a great job. We had Daryl Purvis, my buddy who I was chatting with about the, uh, the whole Thunder Bay thing. The one who still hasn't been paid. I got to reach out to him and actually find out. Cause apparently he got a message too saying like, Hey, it's coming. So, um, chat with that. Uh, you know, Daryl did great. My buddy, Pierre bro headlined the show did fucking fantastic. It was a good time. Oh no. So those guys took off. I was grabbing the gear and I started chatting again with a couple that I, I was chatting with before the show. We were just having a conversation, but of course at this point in the show, um, the, uh, the, the, the lovely lady whose name I apologize. I don't remember. Uh, she had had some drinks. So we were chatting about how, like, she's like, she's like, I'm not, a, I, I can't remember how the conversation came to this. Cause we were just chatting, but she was saying how, like, she's not a feminist. And I was like, what do you mean? You're not a feminist. She's like, I'm not, I'm not a feminist. I'm just like, you know, around here, if you say you're a feminist, you know, you're, uh, I think we might've been talking about like just people joking and stuff like that and taking things too seriously and involved. And she's like, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not a feminist. I'm like, what do you mean? You're not a feminist. And she's like, well, I'm not a feminist. I, I don't, I'm you know, you say that around here and it's like, you're a fucking blah, 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 blah. And I think she was assuming that feminism was like, a lot of people look at feminism. Like it's the female equivalent of chauvinism. Um, which is not a good thing. So let's look at feminism definition. Cause in my understanding, before I read this definition, all right, I'm Googling it right as we speak. <coughs> my understanding of feminism is not, uh, like, oh, you think women are better than men. The idea of feminism from my, my, you know, understanding is that you believe women are equal to men. Women have the same capabilities. Women have the right to choose. Women have the right to, if they want to stay home and raise their children. They can, if they want to go out and get a job, uh, they can. The idea is it's your choice rather than, you know, society or men telling you like, no, you have to raise the kid. No, you can't work and no, you're not as good. It's just, you believe you're equal. So feminism, let's, uh, let's listen to Siri say it here. Feminism. Ooh, that's kind of hot. I have a boner. Say it again. Feminism. Oh yeah. There's even a little button that says learn to pronounce. Well, I just heard it. I don't need to feminism. <laughs> it's and I, I like the F E upside down E. Like if you can't read regular feminism and know how to say it, how does F E M upside down E help you? Um, so noun let's, let's open this up here. Fuck the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of the sexes. Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. I don't need to go deeper than that. The belief. Okay, here, let's go. Let's do one more, one more with more than one sentence. The theory of the political, ec economic, and social e equality of the sexes organized activity on behalf of women's rights and interests. So much like everything else nowadays, people are stupid. They are myself included. People are stupid and they don't understand what things mean. All right. There's a difference between racial and racist. You know, a lot of people use racist the wrong way. Let's, let's, you know what? Here, let's Google that too. Why not? Let's all expand our minds. So again, my understanding of the definition of racism, uh, definition, my understanding of racism is that racism is to uh, imply or assert that one race is better than another. So if I was like, wow, there's a lot of Asian people here. Um, that's not racist. It's not even really racial. It's like, you know, um, you're, you're pointing something out, but if you're like black guys have big dicks, um, some people might go, that's racist. It's like, well, no, it's racial. You're not implying that they're better or worse. It's, it's, and it's not even that accurate, but the whole point is that like, it's not a racist, a racist, like people get triggered and say stuff. So this is what racist means. A person who shows or feels discrimination or prejudice against people of other races or who believes that a particular race is superior to another. So black guys have big dicks. is not a discrimination or a prejudice, I would think, I mean, prejudice doesn't like prejudge, but hmm, maybe it's, maybe it's close. 
Um, adjective, showing or feeling discrimination or prejudice against people of other races or believing that a particular race is superior to another. So it goes back to that superiority thing. Anyways, who gives a fuck? My point is, is that as usual, people don't know what they're even talking about. Like literally don't know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Like the, the, this thing is as easy as you literally just push this button. You literally, okay, enough with that fucking word. I'm guilty of it too. And it's, and it actually, I'm super embarrassed that how, how easily that bit of ridiculousness has crept its way into my fucking vernacular. But moving forward, this woman was saying she doesn't see herself as a feminist. I go, well, you are a feminist. And she was, I go, you believe that women are equal. She's like, yeah, but I don't want to, I don't want to go get a job. I want to stay home with my family. I believe women are better at, at, at raising kids than men are. And I was like, okay. She's like, she was getting, she was drunk. So I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt on a lot of things. But the argument, the discussion was basically that men are, she was, she was everything from physiology to like men are stronger than women. I'm like, well, I could pick a woman at like, you know, if I had a choice, I could pick a, a woman who's stronger than a tiny little man. Like maybe predominantly there's physiological differences, but I said, yes, maybe men are stronger, but women have a higher pain threshold. You know what I mean? Like, like what a man will, will cower to a woman may not necessarily in terms of pain wise, there's a lot of differences and there's advantages and disadvantages to every sex and blah, 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 blah. Like I told them I'm not, <coughs> I'm not one of those guys who walks around going like, Oh, I'm a feminist. I'm not, I mean, I, here's what I am. I'm egalitarian. I think that everybody, everyone deserves a seat at the table. I think everyone deserves a voice. I'm not saying that everyone's right or everyone's equal in terms of equal, like, oh yeah, you're, you're physically the same as this. I'm not an idiot, but I'm saying that everybody deserves a voice. Everyone deserves a seat at the table. So just because you're a, a, a man doesn't mean that you don't get uh, an opinion just because you're a woman or a black person or, you know, uh, white, whatever the fuck it is. It just doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're, I'm not going to judge you based on your skin color, right? There's people now like, Oh, you're a white man. You would. Okay. So like it's happened to me before. And just like for years and years and years and centuries, whatever it's happened to women that women were, Oh yeah, these little cupcakes. They don't know what they're talking about. Like that kind of bullshit. I don't, I don't like that. I really don't like that. Um, just be, everyone has different life experiences. I was having a conversation with someone earlier this evening who was like, this person's a loser. So nothing they say matters. And I'm like, well, that's ridiculous because I know a lot of people that regardless of, of how fucking successful they are, have something they could contribute to a conversation. They can, there is something that they know better than I do. Everyone has something to contribute. Everyone has a voice. Everyone has experiences. And that's what being an egalitarian is, is that you don't just go, oh, well, you're, you're this. So you automatically have no value. Okay. So to this person. Uh, being a feminist is part of that in the sense that, yeah, like you believe in equality in the sexes. I don't think women bring less to the table and, and equally, I don't think men bring less to the table. So the, this thing that the woman was understanding was that she thinks the feminists are like the opposite of chauvinists who think that, oh, I'm not a woman who thinks women are better than men. It's like, well, I don't think women are better than men. I think that we're all equals. I think there's some piece of shit men out there. And I think there's some absolute piece of shit women out there. But I don't think just because you're a man, you're a piece of shit. And I don't think just because you're a woman, you're a piece of shit or weak or cowardly or lazy or whatever the fuck it is. There's examples of these in both. And guess what? Transgendered community. You have pieces of shit too. doesn't matter what you started as or what you finished. You can't cut off the I'm a piece of shit and you can't stitch on a I'm a piece of shit or not a piece of shit. You know what I mean? That shit comes internally. All right. We're all painted by the same brush. 
it's funny too, because like, as we, as we go for gender equality and things like that and, oh, well, this is this and we, we're better than that and you're worse than this and whatever the fuck it is people are talking about. God damn it. Get off your goddamn soap talk, Josh. All I'm saying is it's funny when someone thinks that it's great being, it's only great being men. It's only great being a woman. It's like, if you change or you switch teams and this is not about the transgender community, just that the, the whole grass is greener. You think, oh, well, if I go to this side, it's just going to be good. It's like the fucking last scene from, uh, what do you call it? Aladdin. Oh, you want to be a genie? Yeah, you're a genie and everything that goes with it. You know what I mean? It's not all good. Oh, ladies, you want to be a man? You think it's so good? Great. Welcome to the, you say, you act like a cocksucker in public. You're going to get punched in the face club because that's what happens to a guy. You walk around mouthing off to whoever the fuck you feel like you get punched in the face. Guys, you think it's great being a girl? Guess what? You can't go anywhere without having to keep your fucking mind on the fact that somebody like imagine not being able to just make friends with a guy because you're never sure if he's trying to fuck you or not. You know, is it safe to let him drive me home? There's some good guys out there who don't, don't understand that. They're like, well, I would never hurt somebody. So why would it be living fear? Well, that guess what? That goes back to, we all have different experiences. You know, I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast, but I was listening to a friend of mine, uh, Trent McClellan doing an interview and he was talking about how he has female friends that are like when they're in a room alone with a guy that even if, you know, sometimes they don't know him or sometimes they do, they always have to keep in mind like, okay, well, how close am I to the door? You know, is he between me and the door? Where's my exit? Like imagine living that way. You know, I, I did talk with a coworker earlier today about how, like, imagine as a guy, like you're walking down a, a dark neighborhood, a dark neighborhood, uh, uh, you know, you're walking down an unknown neighborhood, a bad neighborhood at night. You know, and you just, you just don't know who's coming at you. You don't know who's in the neighborhood. And there's that feeling of like, I better watch out. Like imagine feeling that exponentially more often, you know, just not being afraid. And, and some people go, well, I'm not a fucking bad guy. Yeah, but they don't fucking know. Cause guess what? The bad guys pretend to not be bad guys too. You know, it's just, it's just to live like, to have that level of empathy and go, wow, that sucks too. You know? Like, I just, I, it, it sucks for both genders. So instead of us, ah, whatever, fuck you, any <laughs> onesies. I know, I hope that you fucking get what I'm saying. All right. I don't even know how I got on this topic. All I'm just saying is that this, this woman being like, no, man, women should stay home and raise kids. Like she was basically saying women are better at raising kids. I'm like, maybe some of them suck. Some of them make a kid and just drop it off at a fucking orphanage. Just because she's a woman doesn't mean it sucks. And just because he's a man doesn't mean he's going to be a, a bad job of raising a kid, you know? There's a lot of things, I don't know, it's, it's a backwards way of thinking, but you know, I, it's not right or wrong. Like you're entitled to your opinion. And, uh, if you think that women should stay home and raise kids and men should go out there, basically she was talking about us burly guys, like we're out there just chopping down trees or something. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, whatever, whatever. All right. So that show sucked. No, <laughs> no I was, I had a good night. I got home late, but, uh, Friday I did an event called pumpkin Inferno. Uh, handing out coffee for McDonald's, uh, Mick cafe truck worked with a bunch of fun people. I worked with my pal, Jess, um, as well as, uh, my buddy, Jad, Jad and I were working on Canadian blood services together previously. So we got to work together again on this, uh, McDonald's thing. We drove to upper Canada village and basically pumpkin Inferno is just basically like a bunch of, I thought it was all pumpkins. It was not, there was a lot of wood there too, but it's basically a ton of carvings, ton of carvings internally lit. So it's like all these different things they had. I guys, I can't even tell you hundreds, hundreds of pumpkins carved out. So we were handing out coffee at the beginning of this event. We did several hours of it. it the time flew by. I'm basically the window, just writing shit down on cups. People behind me are making it where if I'm, it was a regular coffee, I'm, I'm doing it. Um, 
but I was just having fun as the night went on. Uh, you know, you just nonstop orders coming in. I'm playing around with people. I'm asking for names. Everybody has fucking multi-syllabic stupid names. I'd write them down perfectly. Perfect handwriting. People are like, what is this? Now? I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. So I'm just having fun with people. At one point, like some guy comes up, looks like Seth Rogen. I'm like, what's your name for the cup? And he's like, uh, Steve. I'm like, Seth Rogen. All right. We got three things for Seth Rogen. It was just, it was absolutely ridiculous. I had like four, four old, uh, you know, desperate housewives come up to me. I'm like, all right, we got the Kardashians for uh, hot chocolates for the Kardashians. These two old chicks came up. I'm like, Thelma and Louise on the cups. It was just ridiculous. I was having a great time. Uh, again, shooting the shit on the way down with Jad and Jess on the way back. Great time. I really enjoyed doing that, that thing because I'm like, okay, this is a decent pay. I'm handing out coffee. I'm having fun. The shift's going quick. Great way to make some money. Uh, Saturday. Okay. Mm. Ah, speaking of coffee, sipping away. Saturday, I went to my buddy Mika's house. Had a great time with him, his lovely wife, Mel. They uh, made dinner for me. Very, very kind, and I'm very, very grateful for it. It was absolutely delicious. Handmade by Mika. Mika was even very, it's funny, Mika was very uh, mindful of the things that I don't like. I've told you guys, I, uh, tomatoes can go fuck themselves. Mushrooms can go fuck themselves. Onions can go fuck themselves. And green peppers can go fuck themselves. The Mount Rushmore of vegetables. So Mika's like messaged me on my way there. He's like, will you eat? onions and i'm like he's like will you eat cooked onions i'm like i'm like i'm not a big fan but if they're chopped up enough i'll, I'll eat them so mika was very mindful of that but an unfortunate thing all the effort he went to to make a, a wonderful meal um my good sir my good friend i love him very much put in uh almost like an achilles heel for uh <laughs> for food for me he put in cilantro and I am one of those individuals, you can even Google it. I'm one of those individuals that, you know, just because of my genetics, uh, cilantro tastes uh, like soap to me. And I, I don't mean like, oh, it's a little bit of a pain. It is like you took a bar of ivory soap and a cheese grater and just grated it onto my food as if it was like a Parmesan cheese and just go here, enjoy that, mix that in and enjoy your foamy soap meal. So I felt really bad because I know how much effort Mika put in to make it accessible to me. So I ate... I ate like three quarters of it. All I could taste was, was soap. Um, so I don't even know how good the meal was cause I couldn't taste anything but soap, but I, I made an effort because my, my good friend made, made such an effort and was so kind and courteous and hospitable. But, uh, yeah. And I don't know onesies. Can you please tell me contact at one one podcast.com? Are any of you guys out there? The ones, cause here's the thing. I talk to people who like cilantro. And they're like, I love cilantro. Okay. And I'm like, all right. I mean, you, you clearly taste, and they don't, it doesn't taste like soap in them. It doesn't, yeah, they're like, I don't taste soap. I taste, it's like this really nice refreshing. I'm like, I, I, I mean, I mean, I like having a shower. I feel refreshed after a shower. So I don't know if they're tasting the same thing and it just, they like that taste. I don't know if it's like catnip or something where just some people, the taste of soap is amazing. Um, but like the people who, there is no middle ground on cilantro. People either love it or it tastes like soap to them. And I'm one of the soapy fucks. So um, let me know, onesies. Are you guys, any of you out there, the ones that it tastes like soap? I think to Crystal as well, when Crystal and I were together, she was saying that that it tasted like soap to her. Um, so we would like, you know, avidly. In fact, I know that there was, uh, there was quite a few times where like we would order food out and then I would catch it in hers. Like I read it on the menu or something. I'd be like, no cilantro. She's like, there's cilantro? I'm like, yes. So she's like, oh, thank God. So... Yeah, we had to be careful of that shit because uh, cilantro is disgusting. Tastes like soap. Um, but I know my good friend Mika listens. Mika, please know how grateful I am for the effort. The I you you were so mindful of of trying to make it accessible to me. I'm very very grateful. Um, 
and uh, because because of your efforts, I I choked down a, a plate full of soap. <laughs> Just <laughs> what a horrible thing to say! I choked it down. I didn't. The, I'm sure, like oh guys, everything made even the bean sprouts. He put bean sprouts in. I fucking hate bean sprouts, but he chopped them up. They were cooked. I never noticed them. I never noticed them. It was uh, everything was fantastic. The texture of the entire meal was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't taste anything but soap. Um, imagine that, like someone had that in a bottle. You know, you could put like all those different things. You know, you know when you go like like because we can make a stir fry or whatever. So you know, you can get like uh, a lot of stir fry places. They got like the Asian things, like they got the sriracha there, or like peanut sauce or whatever that brown sauce is. You know what I mean? Like every Chinese restaurant has it, especially the fast food ones. They got that that dark brown sticky sauce that comes out of the fucking thing. I don't know. It's a dragon cum or something like that. <laughs> Whatever the fuck it is. It's just that stuff. Like you imagine if they had that, but with like a, a, just a bottle of body wash or something like that, just soap, hand soap, just pour that on your food. Like that's all, like, I, I swear to God, guys, that's what it tastes like when I eat cilantro. So whoop, that's me kicking the mic. Um, I'll move forward. We, uh, we played some games afterwards. Uh, Mel invited a cousin over and, uh, we played some pandemic and for my gamers listening, we played a uh, very first game of pandemic legacy. Listen, any of you gamers out there, we only played one game. This game is supposed to keep getting in, uh, exponentially better. I had such a fucking blast playing that. Uh, the legacy games are a game that you basically, it's got stickers and all sorts of like mysteries and shit. And you, you update, uh, the game with stickers and change the board permanently rules change. You add stickers to the, the books and things like that. So, um, very interesting, uh, game, a lot of fun. Cannot wait to play it again. And uh, I just want to say for anyone who's, who's a gamer, if you like games, a pandemic is an amazing game. Pandemic legacy. Absolutely fucking phenomenal. Can't wait to play it again. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that was it for my Saturday night. Had an amazing time. Uh, went home very early morning, Sunday, did the McCafe thing again, handing out coffee at some marathon, God forsaken early part of the morning, cold, great time again with my staff. Uh, I had a good time. And then, uh, when that was over, went back uh, home, shower change. And then to my friend, uh, Mike, again, Mike LeBlanc, who I went to Montreal with early in the week, his family had me over for, uh, for Thanksgiving dinner Sunday night. It was amazing. The meal was absolutely fantastic. We, I brought some, uh, some nice bottles of wine, had a great, great, great fucking time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that was phenomenal. I, uh, I had a great fucking time. Uh, sorry to be crass. The meal was big. Um, yeah, but like Mike's got a lot of family. They were all there. It was nice to see his folks again. Mike, Mike's folks were, were so kind the previous year, uh, that, that, uh, when we went to Los Angeles, like Mike's folks were the ones who, who you know, generously donated air miles to make our trip, uh, easier on us financially. So, um, yeah, infinitely, infinitely grateful to, uh, to his family. And, uh, and I had a wonderful meal with them guys. It was so nice. Um, so yeah, that was how I did my Sunday. It was my first Thanksgiving dinner. And then of course on Monday, I, uh, I had family over to the house. So I had my brother, his lovely wife, and they're expecting very, very soon any day now. Um, I also, uh, had my mom and my dad over and we played, uh, some board games in the afternoon. Uh, my place is a little bit bigger than my mom's in terms of space at a table. So we, we played some games here and then we went back to her place for Thanksgiving dinner. My mom made a lovely meal because my brother and his wife had been at her folks's place the day before for Thanksgiving dinner. And I had been at Mike's place the day before my mom actually made like a, like a pot roast kind of thing just to, to switch off of Turkey and then all the fixings and everything like that. So it was a, a lovely meal with my family. Um, on Monday night. And, uh, and then of course today, 
back to the grindstone. I, uh, I'm doing blood services again at the college here. So that was a fun day hanging out with my pals, Jad and Lydia. I've been go, 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 go. And, uh, I'll tell you about this week momentarily, uh, as soon as we get through the sponsors, but basically I'm go, go, go for the rest of the week as well. Like I'm busy. I'm keeping busy, keeping myself, making money, being a, a contributing member of society. Um, so yeah, things have been good. Uh, you know, flush again in terms of the old monies. So I guess with that, guys, why don't we just move forward? I've told you it's been half an hour. I fucking told you what's going on with me. Let's move into my, uh, my partners at portablepress.com. Uncle John's bathroom reader. And as I mentioned last week, I read an article from uh, Uncle John's bathroom reader, Nature Calls about animal organs you don't have. And I said there was two different articles I couldn't pick from last week because one of them was animal organs you don't have. The other is top seven animal body parts we'd like to have. So I figured I'm just going to go ahead and read that one this week. So BRI member Tom compiled this list of really cool body parts that animals have, but we don't. It's just not fair. He also really loves hockey. So uh, BRI is the Bathroom Readers Institute. Um, so seven, it's number seven on the list. We're counting them down. Number seven claws. Humans really got ripped off in the whole finger weapon department. Imagine if we had claws like tigers, then imagine hockey. We rest our case. What the fuck are you talking about? So what? They just claw each other mall six minutes for death. And it's five minutes actually. Uh, number six horns. How cool would it be to have a pair of long sweeping, super pointy horns growing out of our heads? It might make mosh pits a tad more dangerous, but does also, but does anyone really care? Uh, and you'd always have somewhere to hang your coat. That is stupid dad humor. Um, I've seen too many videos where like two deers like clack. I remember these two deers like clacked racks together and they got stuck. And then like the two deers were in the fucking river and they couldn't get the fuck out. And one of them ends up drowning because the other one's holding its head under kind of trying to get loose. And then the other one can't fucking pull itself out of the goddamn water because it's dragging a dead carcass with it. And the people that come in and pull it out and try to separate the dead one from the life. Fucking nature's crazy like that. So yeah, I don't want, I don't want horns. Some fuck way people bump into you in public now. Um, number five flippers. Forget swimming ability. Can you imagine what it would be like to slap someone with a walrus flipper? That's your motive violence. That's pretty stupid. I mean, I don't care if I can swim better. I just want to be able to slap somebody with a goddamn bat wing hand. Four exoskeletons. Bones are such trouble. You've got arthritis, hip replacements, and compound fractures that can puncture vital organs. Plus broken bones can stick right out of your skin. That's just tacky. All of this can be solved with a nice hard exoskeleton. Note, this would also be great for hockey. Enough of the hockey jokes, BRI. I would feel bad with an exoskeleton because I would feel like in a fight, someone would just grab that and break it off like they're trying to crack into a lobster. Three, spinnerets. Don't know what that is. If we could produce webbing like... Oh, okay. I thought it was like fucking spinner wheels, like hubcaps. I'm like, what animals have spinnerets on them? Uh, if we could produce web like webbing like spiders can, we could enhance... Sorry, Jesus Christ. I'm reading in a shadow here. Uh, if we could produce webbing like spiders can, we could encase noisy toddlers in soft soundproof capsules that could then be stuck to the ceiling. I think we've said enough. That's it. That's all you can see. Spider-Man doesn't make enough. You're going to make hockey jokes. I'm just shitting on them this week. Uh, number two, stingers. You're in the bar having a nice cold glass of beer and the guy next to you will not shut up about his job, his car, the Buffalo Bills and Zap. You shot him with 100, sorry, 1000 cc's of nature's most powerful neurotoxin via your flexible scorpion-like tail. 
but you never even took your eyes off the hockey, uh, the hockey game. Jesus. Number one, escas. Don't know what that is. Uh, an esca is the thing that grows from the top of the head of an angelfish and that act as a lure to attract fish. That's those light fish in <clears throat> Finding Nemo. Um, which an angelfish, an angelfish, why? Because the halo, uh, then eats in one terrifying fast food and toothy gulp. If you had one of those, well, we could use it to distract children while they're encasing them in webbing. Jesus Christ. Did that fucking guy write this list? Oh, he, Tom compiled this list. He also really loves hockey, which is explaining why it's all hockey jokes and stupid shit. The running feet. Like humans, whales have earwax. Yum. You ever see some brown shit floating in the water? Wonder what it is. Guys, that's my partners at PortablePress.com. Uncle John's Bathroom Reader Nature Calls. They got all sorts of great books like that, so check out, um, you know, Uncle, the, check out the, the PortablePress.com and you can see all the different bathroom readers and stuff that they have. This one's entirely about nature. Nature's got all sorts of interesting things. Other partners, Absolute Comedy, guys. So a reminder that Absolute Comedy, I will be recording my uh, debut album in, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, in January, January 24th and 25th to be specific. I'll be uh, headlining that entirely, the entire week in Ottawa. Week before, uh, January 15th through 18th, I will be at Absolute Comedy in Kingston. I will also be at Absolute Comedy uh, in November uh, here at Ottawa hosting from the 12th to the 17th. Um, and currently I have a date on the calendar, but I'm actually not really sure if we're going to be uh, doing it, I might move it for some work. I got to get some emails here, but um, right now it's looking like I will be in Kingston at the end of the month from the 30th to the 2nd of November uh, hosting for, uh, I believe, Larry Excel. But uh, there's always great shows coming up, guys. Um, we're adding more dates to the calendars. We've got more things coming up. In the meantime, there are great shows at all three locations, Ottawa, Toronto, and Kingston. Check out absolutecomedy.ca for more details. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. And we're back, guys. Did I forget anybody? I feel like there was someone else. Of course I didn't. My friends at DK, Dorling Kindersley, check out Dorling Kinders, sorry, check out DK.com uh, in the US, add a slash CA here in Canada, <laughs> Canada, of course. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're anywhere else in the world, just uh, Google DK books. They're all over the fucking planet. I got two books to review this week, guys. First one from the amazing people at the Smithsonian. It's DK's history. The past says you've never seen it before. All right. There's journey, discovery, exploration, guys. This is from a really good series by the Smithsonian. Uh, they've got, not only do they have this history one, which is great, all sorts of visual stuff about history. They have knowledge, animal, human body, science, space, and even dinosaur. Um, if you are wise, I'm going to tell you this right now off the top before I forget, there's three of the books in the series. I believe they have space, dinosaur, and history at Costco right now. There's a lot, excuse me, a lot of new books coming out. 
uh, from DK was there the other day and they've got some of the new ones from this month. I don't want to list them until I have a chance to review them because they're uh, coming for myself as well. But um, the How It Works series with technology, psychology, business, all those great ones, uh, those are at Costco right now on sale available to you. A lot of great books uh, from DK on sale right now at Costco. And as we go into the holiday season, some of their best uh, sets go in there. So if you want to save some money on these, uh, get your ass into uh, into Costco and take a peek at the DK ones. And it's not just like, hey, Costco's got them. All right. We're talking like a real good slash of the cover price at Costco. You guys know how Costco works. So I've seen a lot of stuff that's like 32, 36 at Costco for like 15, 16. All right. So if you like these books, don't fuck around, get into Costco. Alternatively, you can go to the social medias for one man podcast. And I link to uh, DK's website so that you can get something from, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Come on, brain. Come on, brain. Come on, brain. Uh, they can order from uh, Indigo or Amazon or another, or there's a third option that's uh, on the DK website. So they link you to the one. So anyways, uh, history is great. It's part of a series. Be careful because DK has got amazing series and they become very addictive very quickly. I love the history book. It's got all sorts of, as usual, great DK things showing you stuff that comes out of Africa with maps, fun stuff like early human beings, uh, Mesopotamia. I'm just flipping through some of the pages here. Cause I've, I've, I didn't read the entire thing. I got most of the way through it. That's the thing too, right? Is, is being so busy. I get the deadlines, but I can't screw you guys out of this. If I take too long to review these books, well then, uh, how are you going to, you know, they're at Costco. How do you know if you want it? I really like the sections on the Roman daily life. They have this really cool Roman sort of, uh, uh what do you call it? Domus, I think is what it's called. And it's got like the, the top cut off of it. So you can see the different things from like the gardens and the sleeping quarters and everything like that. And just see the architecture. It's actually pretty, pretty spectacular. The Germanic people, everything, they move into the medieval age and show you all the different stuff with medieval, the whole, the, the knights and how they're, they're covered with their horses and the, the armor and stuff like that. Um, tons of timelines in this history book, very, very intricate and elaborate, um, I gotta say guys, I mean, it's fucking, it's all about history, right? So you're going to see all sorts of fun stuff in here, different periods. If you have uh, things from like the Mongol empire that you're interested in, or, you know, medieval times, things like that. Um, I did explorers last week. There is a section on explorers in this, as well as the Renaissance, the Ottoman empire, really cool stuff. I'm not going to go on too long. All I'm going to say history buffs don't, don't miss this opportunity for a really, really good book. And it's done in such a way that you can share it with the, with young ones too. Um, the Edo Japan section, uh, the Atlantic slave trade is not a really, you know, they got that too. So, um, as we get closer to current day, there's more and more things going on. Um, just cause things were wider in there. I really liked the medical advances section. They actually showed you like the old school. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie or the show, the Nick, or even uh, the very brief scene in uh, The Wolfman with, uh, what's his face, uh, Benicio Del Toro. They have like the old style doctor rooms where someone would get operated in the middle of the room. And they'd have these like, like bleachers, these old wooden bleachers where doctors would watch. It was basically how doctors learned how to, to do medical treatments. But they have a section on that. Super, super cool. Um, Civil War. You know, you guys name something in history. They got it. Even early flights and stuff like that. World Wars, modern wars, all sorts of shit like that. Guys. History from the Smithsonian, absolutely fantastic. They have a big section on World War II, of course, because it was something that really changed the fucking history of human people. But, uh, you know, it's not a, a huge section. It's, it's several pages in regard to most things that are, are small bits of information on two page. I'm going to say small bits, not fair. But when you're looking at like the Ottoman Empire and it's like it's, it's listed across two pages, beautiful art with all of the information, you go, well, World War II, can you really sum it up in, uh, in two, three, sorry, four or five pages? Of course not. 
Of course not. But you get a really good broad strokes of all of history and, and even some in-depth stuff that, you know, you wouldn't have known otherwise. And it's not just like, you know, no one's going to be like, ah, medical displays slash, you know, except not exhibitions. Come on. De- demonstrations. You know, you're not necessarily going to going to get that. You don't want to Google everything. You want to have some nice piece of visual where you can sit down, pour yourself a nice little scotch, light a candle. That's how people read or put on a headlamp and just read something cool. Get to, get some information history from Smithsonian from my pals at DK. Check that out. But if you are like me and you go, well, I really like learning about World War II. There's just something about it. It's got a special my place in my heart because what's that old saying, right? Those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. There is another beautiful book, B-U-T-Full from the Smithsonian and of course my partners at DK, World War II Map by Map. An amazing book. This one is not currently available at Costco, so you might actually have to put some money into it. Um, it is beautiful. If you're a World War II fan, there's lots of books out there by, you know, about World War II and things in World War II, especially from DK. Lots of gorgeous ones, but this one has a lot, a lot. This is like, it's a map by map book. So it's mostly maps and what things were doing, a lot of war strategy and stuff like that. The slide to war, the Germany triumphant, uh, the widening war portions, turning the tide, and of course, end game and aftermath of the sections in this book. And it's really cool to just see how things changed and moved, how armies were moved and strategies were moved. Uh, it's got, of course, all the information about, you know, the Spanish Civil War and Hitler and the, the Sino-Japanese War. It's not all just Germany. Okay. It does break down the different sections from Europe and what was going on. Otherwise, the phony wars, um, things like that. A lot of the propaganda stuff, blitzkriegs. It's in here. Okay. And it's really cool. I want to find that one page that I really, really enjoyed. Um, there's a, there, okay. This was not the page I was talking about, but this is one of the ones that stood up for me. There's a thing called the massacre in the East. Okay. And they have pictures in here of like people that were going, uh, going along the beach and trying to identify loved ones afterwards. It's, uh, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty brutal to see. Like imagine just regular civilians walking around on the beach at the end of saving private Ryan. That's not the, the one they're talking about, but. It's just intense. It was like just watching civilians walking around trying to identify the bodies that are still there. Um, still trying to find the pace. I like I like the American at War because they have a, a section that's showing you know the that's basically when when in a large way women joined the workforce. I'm not saying they weren't part of it beforehand, but it makes a big difference. Uh, they're showing the Japanese invasion of the Philippines, which I thought was another series of maps that I really enjoyed. Um, the Euro- war in Europe and Africa is another interesting one. Um, I, I don't want to give stuff away for people who, you know, who want to, the, there's the stuff on, you know, the Holocaust and whatnot. Um, but they had really cool maps on convoys and stuff like that in the Arctic. Um, anyways, I'm, I'm barely, barely scratching the surface of the book. Cause I'm trying to remember all the stuff I read. This is another one. I almost got all the way through. Um, but you know, you get it. If you're uh, Omaha beach, that's the big one. That was, that was a big one here. So I, uh, Yeah. And I'm just looking at the fucking, the maps from that, the battle of Normandy and just all the different things that they show you on the map here. Um, great book. If you're a history buff guys, uh, world war two map by map from the Smithsonian. Amazing. So on a lighter level of history, uh, you know, if you're just sort of like, oh, I want to, I'd like to know a thing or two about history. Well, you, you got Smithsonian history available at Costco passes. You've never seen it before. You want to go in depth into a particular element of history. Um, you get yourself the world war two map by map. Um, just a little, little bit more eye opener. If you're, if you're into war, a lot of people into war. My dad's a big, uh, war buff, especially world war two. So, uh, 
uh, you know, great gifts. And we're coming up to the holiday season too, guys. So, you know, I know it's October, but never hurts to start going, oh, what would somebody, you know, I got somebody in mind, nice hardcover coffee table book for something they like. Um, my friend Mika, you know, I picked up some, uh, some DK books for him. He's, he's picked up some himself and, uh, I was over at his house and said, you know what? They sit on the back of his toilet. You know what? That's who, what better time to educate yourself than when you're, when you're pinching a loaf, right? You're giving birth to a mud monkey. Who cares when you do it? It never hurts to just reach back and, uh, don't grab toilet paper, grab the paper of a book, uh, and read it. Don't wipe with it. Um, guys, my partner's at dk.com uh, in the States slash CA in Canada. Check out all the stuff they have. They have tons of great new books coming out. There's tons of stuff at Costco that they have that I haven't mentioned yet. Tons of stuff that's on its way towards me that I can't fucking wait to, to read and share with you, uh, especially for the holiday season. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, check them out. All my sponsors, uh, taken care of at this point. So having said that, um, what do I got going on this week? Not, uh, nothing outstanding at this moment. I'm hanging out with, uh, my, my pals, Lydia and Jed, we are working a Canadian blood services initiative. So again, uh, guys, Canada's never, uh, there's never too much blood that we have for people who need it. So if you want to donate your blood, it's an hour of your time and it makes a world of difference. Um, please call one 888 to donate anywhere in Canada, except Quebec. And, um, and you know, there's nurses there. You can ask them, they can ask you a couple of questions to make sure that you're eligible. And, uh, if you have an hour of your time to, to, you know, download some, some stuff from uh, Netflix or whatever on your phone, save something to watch and just come on in and, uh, and I don't know, you know, like, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but save a life, you know, people throw change into things and they're like, this, this saves a life in the other side of the world. I'm like, yeah, I doubt it. But your, your blood does make a difference. It, it, it can save a life. So, um, thank you for anyone who's doing it. Um, and anyone who would consider doing it, it's not scary. I'm a big pussy when it comes to needles. I've donated my blood before. It's not, uh, it's not as bad as getting a blood test because the blood tests are popping vials on and off, kind of messing with you. Whereas, uh, with the blood servers, they put the, they put the needle in and then uh, they suck your blood out. So that's a free promo for them. I'm not charging them for it. <laughs> Just, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to do for your, uh, your fellow man. And of course, um, people in other parts of the world, if you can donate, you know, your blood, there are people that need it. So, um, if, you know, uh, it's, it's a kindness that you can do for your fellow man. So that's it. I, I know, uh, no guilt trips or anything like that off of it. Just, uh, that's what I'm doing until Thursday. And then I'm back in Montreal doing, uh, doing an exhibition for, uh, for Hewlett Packard again. So having more fun doing gaming stuff and whatnot. I'll see if there's more energy drinks next to us so I can just pump poison into my system and live off of jet fuel for a few days, but, uh, and then, and then I'm back on Monday is election day in Canada. So be sure to vote in Canada. Um, it, it, vote, vote on uh, election day on Monday. Okay. Your vote matters. Please vote. If you don't, if you don't know who to vote for, um, ask someone that you trust what the different parties are or research it yourself. A lot of people are like, well, the, the, I didn't know who to vote for. So I didn't vote. Well, that's stupid. That's your responsibility. It's the only responsibility you have as a member of your country, not every country gets to vote. So your only responsibility is to educate yourself, find out, you know, ask some questions, people you trust, or if you can't do that, you know, uh, Google it yourself, Google it yourself and just look for main, main key things. And, and here's the thing. Yeah. Every politician lies or doesn't do what they say they're going to do. Maybe they're not lying. Maybe they're just not aware of what they're capable of doing. And there's all sorts of shit involved, but yeah, you're going to get disappointed no matter who you vote for. So try to vote for the one that you think will disappoint you the least, you know, that's all you can do. Vote, vote or they'll take it away. 
So, you know, it's, uh, it's your only responsibility once every four years, you know, and if you're not aware of this, if you live in Canada, at least, um, your, your work has to give you an hour off to vote. So save it from the middle of work then go, I- I'm going to go vote. I got to get out of here. You can't get shit for it. Um, so yeah. Anyways, vote, vote on Monday. I will be doing an activation on Monday, uh, something for a pizza company and we have to be mobile. So I'm not sure if we're driving, I'm not sure if we're driving pizza to the locations or if we're giving out coupons to like, Hey, when you want to watch the election results, why not order a pizza and have an election party? Which sounds like the lamest fucking thing in the entire world to me, but, uh, who knows? So that's what I'll be doing Monday. And then I'll chat with my lovely onesies again next week, letting you guys know what's new with me. So until then, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. Don't work too hard. Working hard sucks, but love life and send me some stories. Let me know what's going on with you guys. You know, tell me what, uh, what you got going on and, uh, you know, and that would, that'll do it. So again, I'll thank you so much for the support too. last week, guys, with me telling you what was going on the stress in my life. I appreciate people reaching out and being like, Hey, I can do this. I can do that. Love that you guys are in my corner. Uh, you're amazing human beings. I hope you guys have a great week and I will talk to you soon. You're a rambler and a gambler and a sweet-talking ladies' man And you love your loving And I like your love, your Like we love our-